But like, why is she taking a desk job with the police? Is she like struggling for money? You're a professional <laughs> fucking star at tennis. Why the fuck are you working a police desk job? You saw her playing tennis. She's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Good evening. Welcome to two maddening hours of horror and fright. see in the movie pieces cannot be revealed cannot be described when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Cannot even be imagined. And you don't have to go to Texas for a chainsaw massacre. Pieces. It's exactly what you think it is. Pieces. Absolutely no one under 17 will be admitted. Hi, I'm Candy, the final girl. Bastard! 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 <laughs> yeah. You did it. You did it. And I'm Sean of the Dead. I don't know the killer. Or do I? <laughs> and tonight on The House That Screams, we are talking about the 1982 cult classic, Pieces. It's exactly what you think it is. Um, we have Crystal. I guess I'm so used to bodies, dead ones, that I'm callous. <laughs> trying, to, trying to say that personally. Yeah. <laughs> we have Dave German. We don't have any more time. Take some uppers or something. <laughs> <laughs> we have Erica Wright. The most beautiful thing in the world is smoking pot and fucking on a waterbed at the same time. <laughs> That's like the stupidest shit I've ever heard. And oh not your performance, but like the fact that what? But yeah. Yeah. I, know, I know, yeah. That, that's too much multitasking, especially on something that doesn't yeah. stay. Fucking waterbed. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah. Waterbed sex is overrated. And we have an uh, extended family member uh, from Real Early Podcast, Larry Sternshine. Thanks, Francine. By the way, you free tonight? So I'm slayed by a withering look. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Tonight, um, I, I guess I'm, I'm just going to have to jump right in. Uh, Pieces was my pick. And season six has been such a roller coaster for us. I mean, we started with Terrifier 2, which is our most downloaded episode ever. 
I mean, like it is more than 150 downloads ahead of the thing, yep. which was wow. our perfect episode. Probably the most professional we ever were either. You know, like, I'll talk <laughs> oh, about that. I was on so, that episode. That's um, saying a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, we were really professional that, that show because we had 12 people on it. <laughs> but <Wow. laughs> so it's been a roller coaster ride ever since then. Um, a lot of people have been, you know, putting their picks in. Um, and we've all kind of made people suffer a little bit. Uh, we recently did Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things. Dave, <laughs> this is Candy's Revenge. This is oh, Candy's don't make revenge. me come over there. <laughs> <laughs> this come is over, my please. revenge for please how Please come felt. over. Um, he, he wants to unload me so bad. Um, no. no um, but uh, also, it's... Uh, yeah, there's just been so much going on. And, and you know, uh, Sean did... Uh, deadly friend which uh we all had to suffer for hush mm. so it, it seems to be like and i know i've inflicted everybody uh who maybe just erica has enjoyed my my jalo stuff um but i know that not everybody's crazy about that but pieces is this it's exactly what you think it is uh <laughs> it's a piece of shit but you know the thing is is yes i picked pieces and yes i said it was bad but it would just be a fucking lie if I said it was a good movie. But mm-hmm. it's it's one of those movies, and, and we talked about this with our MST3K uh, Rift Tracks uh, episode fairly recently about the art of loving a dog shit film. And <laughs> this is a dog shit film that I love um, because it's so bad, because it's just so bad. But it's like, it's funny bad like the art of of pulling off a good movie to make it a cult classic i mean this film is beloved believe it or not i i know that i'm i'm probably going to be the only one singing its praises maybe larry maybe larry's going to be in there with me but um i it's it's uh a lot of people love this movie because it's just it had it's it's funny without trying to be funny because it's just so inept and bad and the acting is so fucking terrible and it's just dumb. It's just so fucking dumb. I don't know what the hell they're trying to do, but it's exactly what you think it is. Like I said, uh, I, I love to use that little tagline. It's probably one of my favorite posters and taglines. But um, yeah, it's 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 one of those bad movies that I just love. Like it, every time it comes to my doorstep, I'm gonna feed it a little bit. Like yeah, pieces. I see you. And we talked through the entire movie last night, and we watched the Joe Bob version because um. during the initial. I just um, like to say you talked through the entire movie. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I must have been imagining I'm your voice. I'm playing. He, he did start giving me some looks because I really was talking through the whole movie. He insisted he'd seen the whole thing and he had never had. We had, we were watching it. So I was like, oh, we got to watch pieces. And we were watching it when uh, with a Joe Bob okay. original marathon before it was like officially the last drive-in, you know, series. Yeah. Um, and he couldn't make it through the movie. And he's like, oh, I've seen this movie. I'm like, no, you haven't. Because when we got to the parts he hadn't seen, he was like, you're talking through the movie. And I'm like, I've been talking for an hour. I what? saw the movie. He had not seen the movie. I saw the movie. I, I was upset that you were talking through the movie because here I am trying to figure out what quote I'm going to use. And I can't hear anybody <laughs> because you, you're talking. Were you really that hung up on hearing what the fuck bullshit was coming out of their mouth in this? this I was. <laughs> I was intrigued. I was intrigued. Oh, yeah, you were so hooked on this story and such wonderful masterpieces of stanzas and sonatas are coming out of people's mouths in this movie. Really? Yeah, yeah. you're not you're not selling me on that. Enthralled. I yeah. hate it when mommy and daddy fight. 
Oh, she's we're not actually fighting. Me. She's being no, mean to me. Um, it's just that uh, he's full I of shit. I'm, I'm calling him out on uh, him being full of shit. But anyway, that's my uh, <laughs> my intro to where I'm going with this on pieces. So okay. I will I will jump in. I'll be real quick. Um, I I had never seen this before. I had heard about it. I had seen um, artwork. Uh, I can't remember if I'd ever seen like a VHS cover um for this like in the in the video store or anything it seems like something that would stand out to me and i don't remember ever seeing it but i'd heard about it and um eventually sat down and we watched it and i i do remember watching the whole thing i think the issue is i don't remember a lot of it because there wasn't a lot memorable to it now i will say this the two things that do stand out the gore was actually exceptionally good i will give it that i thought the gore was actually pretty damn good um the scene near the end with the uh the chainsaw through the they used a pig but it looks like he's he's going it's the the woman in the bathroom that he saws in half and takes her legs um but they they had replaced that shot with a pig and he actually put the chainsaw through it I thought that was marvelously done. Um, and the fact that you get a fucking decapitation before the credits even roll. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's just like it's, you know, balls to the wall right off the bat. Um, but the other thing that I remember is that there were so many fucking like plots going on at one time that I like. I had no fucking clue what was going on and i knew there was a killer and like with a lot of the giallo films that that we've done you know they always try to keep one step ahead of you so that you don't know who the killer is but it like at every murder scene every possible suspect is there every single time and it's like they find a body and then all of a sudden somehow every single possible suspect finds a way to like make themselves you know appear in the scene and it's just this like this movie I don't was know. trying so hard to be a jalo it, it it was it was it was trying really hard now i will i will start off and i will i will give this guy props because low budget trying to make a film you're filming in madrid but you're trying to make it set in boston you're trying to do <laughs> things that you think americans do you know what we talk about fuck on a waterbed right right yeah don't even get me started on that um we've talked about before how evil dead and night of the living dead are like these you know these hallmarks for the uh the new filmmaker, right? Like, like this is your crash course in how to make a film. The dude did it. The dude had an idea. He had a, a small budget. He wanted to make a film. He made a film. I'll give him fucking props for that. Did I think it was a great film? Eh, not really, but he fucking did it. And I can see why people like this. I can see why people have a lot of fun with it. I have a lot of fun with the with the kills in it. It's just the filler stuff in between that kind of makes the movie a little difficult for me to watch. And filler it is. Okay, um, who would like to go next? 
Nobody, nobody wants to talk about uh, this movie. All right. Well, thanks everybody for uh, checking us out. And, uh, <laughs> Good night, folks. <laughs> Check out our Patreon. <laughs> Please. Well, I guess I'll say something. Uh, something. <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah, not too long ago, I was watching some foreign horror film, and just thinking that like uh, foreign filmmakers just seem to make like much better films that are deeper and have so much more artistry than like your typical American film. But then I rewatched pieces and saw that my perception was <laughs> very flawed. Uh, yeah. I, I had seen this years and years ago uh, with like a VHS rental at the local uh, mom and pop video store called audio visual that had a lot of exploitation films and horror and some really obscure titles i know i rented it from that place um was very underwhelmed and blissfully put this out of my memory for a long time then ended up seeing it again because it was part of the joe bob briggs the marathon on shutter and then after that put it out of my memory again and then <laughs> Once again, I have had to waste, uh, you know, what, maybe not even 90 minutes of my life, but it feels longer <laughs> watching this for at least a third time. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah it's, that's uh, kind of all I have to say. I had never seen this before. But like, like Erica said, I remember seeing it on the uh, video store shelves. Never did pick this one up though, but uh, yeah, Doctor Bullet finally saw it. I, I remember being intrigued. That that we've talked about. That's back in the day when you picked a movie based on the box art. Uh, and they have a great tagline it. too. The yeah. exactly what you think it is. You know, like it's it's but fun. Never, yeah, never picked it up. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, now I now I now I've seen it. That was cool. I had never seen this. I had never seen this in the in the video store either. Um, we started watching this a couple days ago and stopped. Mm. You were like, we're like, t I'm like 15 minutes. In. I'm like, so what's it been like 45 minutes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it make it a, almost an hour in and, and we stopped it. And I, I remember telling Dave last night, I was like, you know, we got to finish that movie. And he was like, yeah, sure. And then we watched Godzilla. This about an hour ago. Um, it's a movie worth watching just for the ending. What's not the worst movie I've ever it was, seen? It, it, it was, you know, pretty good uh, twist or reveal or whatever. But uh, this was a movie with a penis. You got yeah, Wang. I mean, whole dick out. You got Wang in this one. That's you did how, get Wang. Also, yeah, we got to that part before we stopped watching. I was like, David, there's a dick. <laughs> huh. And he's like, looking out day. of the window, whole <laughs> dick out. Like, right, right. Put it away. But I mean, there's titties, titties, titties everywhere. So everywhere. This movie, this, this movie there is. There are nine heavy. breasts in this movie. Nine, nine, nine. <laughs> yeah, I hate when Joe Bob has an uneven amount in his drive-in totals. He's like nine breasts. Mm -hmm. I'm like, where's the other breasts? They come in pairs. Like missing yeah, one. Yeah, right. Like Woody Allen says in Everything You Ever Wanted About Sex, they usually travel in pairs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someone had an extra one instead of someone missing one. Yeah, you know, that was a yeah a total recall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Reboot. Um, it, but uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, this. 
You know, I got la got the laughing when I was finished watching this with the waterbed kill. A that <laughs> bitch deserved it because stop being nosy. Um, <laughs> B, B when he went to stick the knife through her skull, it actually bends on his arm. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Cackling. I was like, oh my God, you cannot tell me in the whole Ed Wood. Nobody will ever notice that. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cut it, print. <laughs> yeah. I and then that that room is just weird because there's just a waterbed in the middle of nothing. It's like town hall or something. It wasn't a bedroom. Was no, it? Yeah, it, it was not a bedroom. bedroom. I was like, so we we want the waterbed kill. Uh how are we gonna make this happen? I don't know, just stick a waterbed somewhere. Yeah, and I I love how Sean pointed out how this is supposed to be Boston, but it's clearly not Boston. And I get tickled in all these movies that are trying to portray Americans, and they all have instant coffee. Instant, instant coffee. coffee is like the worst thing. Ever. And she asks for saccharin, which really dates this movie. Yeah, yeah. I was like, damn, saccharin, okay. I mean, she didn't even say what was what was the name brand of, of that. Sweet and low. Yeah, sweet and low. Yeah, the, uh, but she actually asked for saccharin. Yeah, it's just it was very very weird. Um that in one of the scenes, I think they're looking through the files and all of a sudden you see a picture of Ronald Reagan in the background. So it's kind of <laughs> like how do we make this look American? Oh, yes. Let's put Ronald Reagan back there. People love Ronald Reagan, right? <laughs> yeah, my mom does. Um but like and then the lady who gets killed at the beginning swimming Let's stick her in jeans that are tight enough to cause a yeast infection. Yes. And a shirt that says USA. So we know that we're in America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That all was they the needed, era of the tight blue jeans. Yeah. All they needed it was a Walmart. Well, what I thought was funny was uh, Joe Bob said, apparently, um, they thought, uh, he used the term that said, he, they thought that all American women were waterbed sluts. Yep. <laughs> Those waterbed sluts. Pretty I'm much. like pretty much. Um and cowboy boot enthusiasts. Yeah, a lot of cowboy boots in this one. One has stiletto heels on it. I'm like, why yeah. would you no. Stilettos <laughs> on a cowboy boot? No. I mean you use it as a weapon. And yeah, but God, you know, fashion dictates that no. Well, right. look, you want to talk fashion, let's talk about Professor Brown, right? With his <laughs> clothes always look like they they're too small for him. Yeah, yeah. and that mustache. Oh my that god. I should probably <laughs> tell you that Professor Brown is a homosexual. <laughs> oh, and they refer to it as an affliction, which really is cringy. Yeah. Right. Really, yeah. Really, yeah. Cringy, cringy. really dates the movie pretty yeah. bad. Luke was in this though. They totally yeah, dub Bluto. it. A, his voice is like not even the right voice for his oh, dubbing. Oh, the dubbing by the way. in this whole yeah, shit. Yeah, that's so, what I was about to say was that everybody is dubbed, even the ones that don't need to be dubbed. <laughs> no, it's and, very much Italian horror style. Yeah, um, yes. they and, dub and, even people who are speaking English. Right. <laughs> the what got me was Lieutenant was talking very clearly and had the cigar shoved in his mouth, and then the second that he took the cigar out of his mouth was when he started mumbling. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Are y'all watching this? Because y'all ain't dubbing correctly. So, I, I have to say, I was really lucky the first time I saw this movie is because, and I've talked about the Music Box Massacre, Music Box of Horrors before, but it was part of the 24 hour horror movie marathon. 
Yeah. And it, it was the third to last movie, so it was like four in the morning. We're already loopy. Yeah. Right. And they play pieces and it tore the house down. Like everybody <laughs> had the greatest time. And like <laughs> I can never hate this movie just because of that memory of all of us laughing and cheering and, and just like because before it was Black Sabbath, which is a oh. great movie, but it's yeah. very chill compared to this one. Yeah, right. yeah. And it's it's dark. It's like four in the it's like three in the morning. We're already kind of kind of tired of this woke everybody up. And uh it was just hilarious fun party movie oh yeah like it's one of those it's a beer and a pizza movie oh yeah so like you know i mean it's it's no secret that you know just like dave and crystal candy and i huge mystery science theater 3000 fans riff tracks fans and sometimes we just find movies that we riff the fuck out of when we watch and this is one of those movies that like yeah. we just riffed the you shit don't have out to of be it. distracted by plot or anything because there's not really one right mm-hmm. but it's it's definitely the kills in this are actually really good mm-hmm. i mean that that knife through the head very house by the cemetery house by the cemetery yeah yeah i'm and, better and, in house by the cemetery of course but you know Right, yeah, and you know Christopher George, uh, who played Lieutenant Bracken, he was in um, uh, so City of the Living Dead. So I mean, you know, it was like I was like halfway through the movie, and I was like, "Where do I fucking know this guy from?" Well, and so was uh, Linda Day George, his wife, who played Mary Riggs. Right, yeah. Uh, no, what I don't understand. Okay, hear me out. Um, now you can't think too hard about this movie, or your brain breaks into pieces. But um, she's a tennis star right right but, like why is she taking a desk job with the police is she like struggling for money you're a professional <laughs> fucking star at tennis why the fuck are you working a police desk job you saw her playing tennis she's terrible like linda J. george actually cannot play tennis she's not good at it at all like not even passably good but the thing is is like you know in 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 her character, she's supposed to be this tennis star. Why the fuck is she working? Like I said, a desk job at the police where she says she's bored. I'm like, you're you can be on Wheaties boxes, bitch. Go to the Olympics, do some shit. At the police department. Yeah, I kind of got the impression though that when they had mentioned her or you know, was talking about her desk job, that she had been desked. So I thought that that kind of implied that she was out on force. And they brought her inside. But I still but don't me- understand why you would be a professional tennis star. We know that cops don't get paid like professional athletes. No, but, I mean she's a little older, so maybe she had retired or something. But even even but- retired people like think about Mary Lee me- Redden, like she was still doing all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if, if if I'm a professional tennis star, I'm not going to retire to be a cop. Right. Yeah, the string <laughs> career transition for sure. Right. That, yeah. I just I just don't understand it. So yeah, it's it like, was, but it if was you weird. think about it too hard, your your brain hurts. Yeah. Lots of plot holes in this one. Oh yeah. And, th- and this is one of those movies where the cops bring along the teenager on the murder investigation. Right. And like uh, he keeps getting in the way of that that that, that <laughs> last scene. I want to talk about end, Kendall. 
and they uh, keep having to shove him out of the way, like like a like, okay, so, like a puppy dog you got to hit with a rolled up newspaper all the time. But they, but they bring him along. Though. It's the yeah, thing. Right. They, I, I love along. that in movies. Yeah. That's something in movies where they just decide to bring the teenager, or like sometimes it's the dad of one of the victims along for you know on the murder investigation because that happens. That's a real thing that happens. Yeah. So like, you know, um, Ian Sarah who plays uh, Kendall are legendary coxman you know fuck boy in this because um, he fucks breeze. but okay so one that sweater that he wears uh at the beginning over that plaid shirt is my eyes are screaming like please pick something and stick with it they're both ugly patterns like the sweater do we need that and he's supposed to be fucking all these chicks like that dude he's got the white man fro he, he's just not it. And so, and Juan P. Simon, who did this, also did uh, the famous, one of the most famous MST3K episodes ever, Pod People. Um, he, Ian Sarah, he likes him so much in pieces that he put him as sort of the romantic uh, lead as, uh, you know, the rock star who fucks around and who is also, you know, you know, the, the fuck boy in that. Like, what did he see in this guy? Was he... You know, were they giving each other like reach arounds or what was going on? This dude is not selling me that he's getting all these bitches. It's not happening. Um, it's not real. And so I'm just not buying it. But I think it's neat the connection to pod people. It's not my favorite MST3K episode. I do enjoy it. I watch it about once a year. But um, it was supposed to also be a horror movie. And you can tell that they shot it as a horror movie. But then because of the success of ET here, um they tried to they put in the whole trumpy um alien with the little kid so it's like you have all these still scary horror elements but then they throw this kid in there and all the people are dying and shit. i'm like you just really made this worse like more of a horror film there's nothing family friendly about this at all these aliens are killing everybody but this kid befriends one and we're supposed to be like heartworn but anyway enough on that but ian sarah i'm just saying like why did they trust him immediately and bring him along? Like Dave said, I don't fucking know. Like, why would you do that? Like, here's this little fuck boy. And, you know, um, oh, he's going to be a cop one day now. Like, we trust him. He's he's immediately a suspect because he was supposed (laughs) to be meeting a chick at the pool to fuck her who got killed. But he was fucking another chick. And and he's like, oh, man, I missed out on fucking that chick because I was fucking a different chick. And they're just like, oh, well, you're immediately clear to suspicion. So uh, why don't you just come along? Let's do a ride along forever. Uh, he knows God. all the girls. He, he knows every girl inside and out. Knows what they look like. Oh, yeah. And definitely from behind, from the front. He's and like a perfect. Was, what was he doing with that one chick who was just like, I thought, she, you know, she looks like she's in pain. And this is right before the dick shot where they're in bed and they're not, they're clearly not fucking. But she's just moaning like she is just getting the best deep digging pipeline having <laughs> thing going on with her. Me. You know what I mean? It's and, and it's like I just I'm not fucking buying that. I'm not and like what were they doing? What was happening? I don't, well, or maybe I don't want to know. First off, I, I'd just like to say that the reason the cops brought him along was because the cops in this film were inept as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> understatement. Like in in every scene, the mm-hmm. cops in this in this film were fucking inept. Um, all the way back to the '40s when you know the intro happened. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but 
And then they had apparently there was supposed to be a scene where Kendall and Mary Riggs hook up. And style. and she like the actress, what's her name? Linda? Linda, Linda Daniel. Daniel George. Yeah. So she she like nixed that. She was like, nope, that's not fucking happening. Um <laughs> and, and for good reason, I guess. But you know, yeah, I mean also that, that would have been just seen that no wang shot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, no, nah, sorry. That's not um, but, uh, but that would have that would have lent even more credence to the fact that he is a major fucking fuckboy. Like he's banging all the chicks in this and he's also helping the cops. And, you know, I guess that would lead up to, you know, more meaningful ending, you know, Spends the whole movie slinging dick only well, to get it ripped is, off at the end. Even though he was slinging dick the whole time, he wasn't a bad person. Yeah. I don't think he deserved what happened to him. That should have happened to, you know, somebody else. Not why sh- did it who, to him? No, let's no. Come on. Let's flush this out. Who should that have happened to? Who should have gotten their dick ripped off? <laughs> Well, there was literally a popping, so I felt like the nuts got popped. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> One of the descriptions said oh, that, boy. yeah, that the scrotum had been um, ruptured. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there was a whole lot of damage going on there. Because, like, you know, and why did it, why did down it come it back to life at popping. all? What? Why did it come back to life at yes, all? There was like, nothing about I that. Movie. There was no supernatural angle in this yeah, film at all. Yeah, it doesn't all. make any sense. And why and, go after this guy who's a, who, you know, he may be a little fuckboy, but he wasn't a bad person. What year did Maniac come out? 1980. So yeah. maybe there was, because that, I got some Maniac vibes from that ending. Dude, I got a yeah. movie. Yeah. It would have made much more sense in fucking Maniac. Maybe they were just like, hey, we, we got to have a better our- scene of that. Yeah, maybe I, that's the only thing I could come up with. They were just well, mugging maniac. I can't if you, talk- I was gonna say, if you notice in the bedroom, there's a poster of Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. so he's clearly doing a Friday the 13th style ending, like homage. Which Friday the 13th is is technically an American Jello, you know, like those earlier films were right. like American Jellos, that's where the slashers were born from. Mm-hmm. Um, was from Jalo, so they always had that. Like you know, even um, I have a sleepaway camp shirt on. Sleepaway camp, 40th anniversary this year, by the way. Um, woo, woo. They were trying to uh, do an American Jalo, like so. We had the the killer who we, you know, we have the red herrings. We have, you know, all that. This movie was trying to do that, but like everybody was a red herring. Like it, they, they didn't. There, there was not enough thought. This thing felt like it was written. I think one Peter Simon said that he just got a treatment, basically a treatment is sort of like ideas on paper, yeah. um, not really a script. And then they ad libbed a lot of shit and you can tell. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. he said I think he said it was like a 30 page treatment that he had yeah. to turn into a, a full script. It felt like it was only 30 pages long anyway. <laughs> 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 We'll just yeah. pat it out with uh, Bluto doing that one eye stare that he does with the whole fucking movie. <laughs> right. Yeah, I do like yeah. that. I do like his facial expression. It is pretty great, honestly. That like I might take me a week to cut these random branches. Why was he cutting the random branches? Like like they were just regular branches. Like when you're doing groundskeeping work, wouldn't it be like I need to get rid of this particularly bad uh 
huge branch that's rotting or might have some kind of, you know, um, special health disease. But I don't know tree diseases. But um, I think the biggest problem he had was he doesn't know how to carry his garden shears. Like you don't. No, the way he was open. carrying was so fucking <laughs> right. You're open. If you trip and fall, <laughs> like you're gonna poke an eye out or something. Fucking like, OSHA would have your ass, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it like he felt very him. sexual with those, uh, with his tools. Yeah. Um, actually, I actually oh, yeah. laughed out loud when in this the poolside scene when when he comes out and finds the bloody chainsaw and then goes after Kendall. And Kettle ducks into that door and then just comes out with this random two by four and smacks him over the head with it. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's like some WWE awesome. thing. Like, <laughs> I want to see him hit him with a chair. Or an object hit him in the with a chair, yeah. Yeah. Well, like all those police pool. officers, I mean, like he just came out too. So it looked like a Benny Hill. Scare. He just happened to find a two by four. <laughs> 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 it was great. And then, and then they don't even arrest Willard, which, by the way, everyone refers to as Willard. Willard, yeah. They don't even arrest him. They find him, you know, with the chainsaw, with blood in his hand. Put the gun to his head, and then he's free to go. And the, you know, in the next scene, he's out. Like, I think I don't know. These might be the <laughs> biggest idiot cops I've ever seen in a I'm horror movie. You. And that's like a stiff competition. They yeah. kept using people who aren't in the police force to help them. Like uh, the one professor, they're like, in your opinion, could this chainsaw have? been the for a weapon it's like even to the it layman was covered in blood, so even to the layman the layman yeah. could tell I mean, that it was obviously this like thanks. Yeah. <laughs> when the lieutenant's like don't touch that and his hand is clearly like yeah, already on, on the on handle it. yeah or i like one of my favorite scenes that makes me laugh the hardest because this, this is a comedy to me this film is um was when you know in the elevator scene where he just puts the chainsaw behind his back like Oh, is that yeah. chainsaw in your pocket? He's just happy to see me. Like, right. like she clearly couldn't see this huge chainsaw. Like, what? No. Yeah, yeah there's yeah, nothing sneaky. There's nothing sneaky or sly about using a chainsaw to murder people. It's right? not stealthy. And so I thought, I thought it was kind of ironic <laughs> that the murderer can kill all of these people in public places and mm-hmm. never get caught but ends up getting caught when he brings someone back to his and i couldn't tell was that his office or his house it was his um, office but but brings a woman back yeah, there and to like drug her and that's where he gets busted so he can like mutilate motherfuckers like in broad fucking daylight on campus with a chainsaw and get away with it but he gets well, caught bringing somebody back to his place well, in that situation, she went to him. She'd asked Kendall uh, uh, where to find him or, you know, that she was wanting to find him. And he told her, like, around 7 o'clock at his place, he should be there. Like, how does Kendall know where exactly every single person is? Yeah. How does this kid know everybody's well, schedule? And that's and that goes back to the scene where when the cops are trying to, to get in, when the, the girl gets killed in the elevator. And he's outside and the cops are trying to get in the door. And he's like, no, 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 the door's locked. I'll go in through the window. So he knew the window was uh, was unlocked. And they're they're not suspicious about any of this shit. He was the most suspicious motherfucker. He was, yes. And they're just like, oh, he's our little fuck boy. You know, going to be a cop one day when he grows up. He was probably banging the cops, too. Free body. But now it was. Well, I think he was fucking the director because the director (laughs) thought he was. Yeah. Uh, it was funny as hell when he dropped uh, Linda Day. Like, 
to to turn around. She just thud to uh, face first. Yeah, yeah. Boom. And, and and the look on her face is very comical. Yeah, I <laughs> thought she was <laughs> great acting. Just me. Par- paralyzed, by the way. I well, thought yeah. she actually did really well there. That was like her best part of like no. performance yeah. <laughs> by far. <laughs> by not talking. That. I had issues with that because that's not how a paralytic works. So she would have actually stopped breathing. That's what I was thinking how a paralytic would work because if it's attacking all the, the, the systems in your body, I would think it would attack your breathing and your lungs as well. But and I think now, she would on. probably get that shit in the coffee. Let's let's not get logical here. We're talking it's about the ca- it's the caffeine. Oh, no. But when <laughs> I saw right, that, it's this- the caffeine in the coffee. <laughs> when I saw that, just, that you know, like an hour ago, <laughs> I was Wait, like, that, I, "This shit works. It don't work like that." Dave speaking like, of the cops, I have a question for Crystal. Uh, what's up with the line about trying on clothes without any oh, tags yeah. on? Yeah, I'm anxious you know, to hear this. This shit bugged me, and I was steady <laughs> talking about that for probably 15 minutes afterwards today. So I know that we did not hear the next 15 minutes of the movie because I was so stuck on this fucking insult where they were like, um, it's just as bad as, uh, you know, trying on clothes with no label. The fuck? Do you not know what size you wear? Can you not hold up some clothes and be like, Oh, that's not gonna fit my ass. <laughs> this is big for my ass. This looks right. Can we not do the Goldilocks method? Do did we put you know uh, square pegs in the circle hole like um, with these cops? Yeah, I think they did. I, yeah. you know, I, I was sitting there and I was like, this must be like a French insult or a Spanish insult. And so I start. I tried looking up. You know, the origination of this insult, and I couldn't find shit. And I'm like, these two are just dipshits, man. <laughs> that, like, yeah. how do you how do you try on clothes, even if it doesn't have a label? Well, or see, how- I I almost wonder with with the ineptitude of the, the police in this movie, if that's kind of what he was going for. Like, you know, so the, you know, the people wear cowboy boots and they wear USA shirts and this is how people in America act. And then he shows our, the police to be like completely inept. Maybe that's what they think. Maybe they that's have, what he thought. But I think that if you want to go for that, I mean, because there, there's levels of talent or, or in this case, not talent. Um, but like, think about Tenebrae, which is done amazingly. It's my favorite Jalo of all time. Yeah. And um you know the cops you know we've got our main um detective jermaine who could never guess the killer that's a way to show cops who are inept but you know i mean i am jobs i understand in these in films like this like you have to have some sort of ineptitude to mask you know, because if you have smart cops, the movie's going to last five minutes. But they have to over. have at least common fucking sense. But Jesus they have to have common Christ. sense. And these cops had no fucking common sense whatsoever. No. I'm sitting here in that first scene, in the first five minutes of the film, the cops come in, they're stepping on fucking evidence. Yeah. They're fucking getting fingerprints everywhere. They let Kendall touch everything. Yeah. And I think they're taking photos after they're putting like pieces of the woman in like a. <laughs> that's not how it works although that first scene where they zoom in on the woman's head in the closet and then immediately it's pulled back for the officers to shut the door 
that's a mannequin head when they shut the door. And it's not a good one. <laughs> yeah. And I so, died laughing. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing about the charm. And I'm yes, I'm going to use charm about this movie. Is it's <laughs> really fucking funny. It's so funny. Yeah. It's like, and the core is, is not bad. It's just like, you, you're just like, how can this many stupid people per capita on this campus exist? How are they not like accidentally setting themselves on fire? How are they actually figuring out how a key works on, to a door to even get out of a house? Or how are they, how do they know how to drive? They're so fucking dumb. Every character is an absolute dribbling idiot. When I taught <laughs> and I had students that acted like that, there was one I looked at and went, honey, do you tell yourself to breathe? <laughs> that, <laughs> that is what I think of when I think of these cops. And they're all medical professionals now. No, not that one. Oh, you booted around? No. <laughs> I, that one, I was like, this is not your calling. She went into sales. That's a better. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, the funniest scene for me was the, when they cut... After the murders, they cut to the killer's gloved hands trying to put the puzzle together, and he's having such a hard time <laughs> getting the puzzle gloves, pieces yeah. in. I thought it was going to turn into a comedy routine, like the beginning of Young Frankenstein, when they're trying to get the box out of the corpse's hands, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. "Well, you know, if his gloves fit, maybe he could have taken off yeah. those damn gloves." It's going on right now. He's got these the kind of gloves you use when you're washing dishes back in the old days. Those big rubber, you know. Yeah. I have some of those, yeah. He's having such a hard time putting the puzzle pieces. Yeah, in. I'm sure those puzzle pieces are sticking to the gloves. Not why is he wearing they're gloves? They're covered in forty year old blood. Yeah, well, he's in the privacy of his own home. Why is he wearing gloves now? Well, he didn't want more fingerprints on this. I got a problem. You mentioned forty year old blood. That forty year old blood's not going to be that bright red. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah we red. talked and about the, that. It was literally paint on the shoes and the dress. You could tell it just paint like paint. they didn't even try to make fake blood. And that, that dress would have been stiff as fuck and it would have stunk because blood can it stinks stinks well, yeah. and and the funny thing was joe bob when we watched because we watched this you know the the with the joe bob commentary um but he had he had pointed out a couple of things from that scene back in the 40s at the beginning about how there was a touch tone phone yeah, and they didn't have touch tone phones. Uh, they good did. Point. I did not catch that. Um, and there was something else, Candy. The Maybe you can. Bag. Oh yeah, the pla- She told him to go get a plastic bag. They didn't have plastic bags back in the forties. <laughs> and-, and so he said that he uh, that that the boy, you know, you know, cut her head off because she was asking him to do something that was impossible. He's <laughs> <Right. laughs> not wrong. Yeah, I got. I got tickled because I was like, you know, that's a decent picture on that puzzle, but um, that's not a 40s woman. <laughs> right. No, she was clearly, you know, 70s. Yeah, she had the modified Dorothy Hamble going on. and uh, Yeah, yeah. So it was like late 70s. How did it get that puzzle back? I it, should there be an evidence? That's a really good question. Well, the, the cops were still obviously still as stupid 40 years before than they were, <laughs> you know, at the current time. Uh, yeah, maybe it's I a new still- puzzle. <laughs> I was asking Dave, I was like, how'd he get his mom's shoes back? How'd he get his mom's dress back? How'd he keep her head alive? Because oh, the you police can... department wouldn't have given this shit no, back I, to him. You didn't know that? You can just go to the police department and just ask for fucking hey, evidence. Can I get that knife? Yeah. I'm making dinner. Yeah, I, I oh, we're not. Help no big deal. Scream six. No big deal. We're not going to solve it. So you just go ahead and take it back. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, it was your mom, first. and you want some yeah. piece of her, right? 
Yeah. Did anybody notice the look on the kid's face as he's sawing the? Uh, yeah, the it, it was he's very audition where face. she's uh when she's like taking off his foot. It, it had that kind of energy, yeah. except not nearly as good as it was an audition. <laughs> yeah. um, where it's like, you know, I'm getting joy out of this hacksaw that I randomly, very quickly, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, a, a young it's Ted like Bundy. This, yeah, I mean, it's like okay. And then also, what I don't understand is like, okay, so if you're going to use, I mean, I think it was probably just like some spitballing, like, okay, so like, what if we do this one about like this, this like a uh, you know, porno, pornographic puzzle or basically a naked lady puzzle. And uh, this person wants to make, you know, their own puzzle person, you know, that, but it's like he has mommy issues, but his mom was a fucking bitch. And so why is he so hung up on doing this? <laughs> like, it, I think if that if you're making a movie called Pieces and it's supposed to be about that, we should have at least maybe two sentences. As yeah. to the and, I, and I think that 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 to me personally is the most frustrating thing about this is that you finally realize in the last 20 30 seconds why the movie is called pieces yeah right <laughs> but well, I mean, are, there's they, nothing leading up to that all along but I, they weren't overtly talking about the pieces missing right right and and it doesn't lead up to that and like like dave said like there's nothing supernatural here there's nothing there's you don't see that scene where it's like you know he's electrifying frankenstein's monster to bring it back to life nothing like that like it just bam here's frankenhooker but i also and say then, that yeah i mean maniac was mentioned i think maniac was an influence here and definitely not even it, can't, it doesn't even deserve to stand a maniac shadow yeah maniac <laughs> yeah. did it better that's in my notes maniac did it better maniac, yeah. Oh, yeah. maniac is like one of my favorite movies of all time well even compared and, and and you i think you get the maniac influence when he's when you hear the killer and he's like <sighs> that <sighs> i typically tell him that i'm like are we watching fucking joe spinel <laughs> yeah and then also um you know the the supernatural because there's nothing supernatural in maniac but he's hallucinating the the women yeah it was his insanity yeah, yeah. coming and, and attacking him and he ends up killing himself we're, we're, we don't talk about the last couple of seconds of that movie well, would you otherwise it's a perfect film yeah and larry i see you got your hand up give me two seconds would you also correlate the since we're comparing maniac with this the bastard scene with the mother scene where he's screaming yes. mother because there is no reason <laughs> i mean like it mary mary riggs screaming bastard like that like I didn't even do it justice, like just at the top of her fucking lungs, hysterical. Like I felt like, wow, honey, that would that went from zero to a hundred out of nowhere. <laughs> right. We had a theory that that she was doing multi she thought she was doing multiple takes of the same scream and they just left them all in. <laughs> You know, she was just trying out different <laughs> yeah. versions of it. And they uh, just go, Damn well, it, now I have to rewatch it. <laughs> oh, I have a, I have a funny story about like, uh, the bastard part. And she takes these long ass pauses. Yeah, she does. I think she thought she was doing multiple takes. Yeah, probably because she was actually a halfway yeah. decent actress. But um, yeah, um, Larry. Oh, I was just gonna add uh, the one thing we didn't really mention is earlier in the movie. There's a scene that's normally portrayed as a funny scene in like movies, but <laughs> deadly serious here, where this girl's roller skating and oh, the guys God. have the 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 mirror coming around the corner and she must run into it 
and the very, killer uh, sees Wiley it. Coyote. Oh yeah. So the yeah. killer sees it. She's like torn to pieces, right? And that's what sets him off. Like, oh shit, now I'm a killer again. It like reminded him back in the so he repressed actually, all this for like forty years. Actually, they don't explain it very well, but no, doesn't. she doesn't die because she's the first victim. Yeah. Um, of and his she, spree, it yeah. it, remi- it does remind him, and this all had to be explained by Juan Peter Simon later. Um, but it reminded him of you know the whole thing and kind of set him off on a spree. But she didn't die; she was the first one he killed. Though. Yeah, she was the head. But if she ran into that mirror, technically she would have died there because you, yeah. you don't live going through that whole mirrors. that I told Candy that whole scene with her on the skateboard in the mirror <laughs> so was like a fucking double mint commercial. <laughs> you need some Mentos. Yeah. Mentos. The fresh maker. So funny. Yeah, this movie doesn't make sense, but it's great though. Who cares? <laughs> but it is great. Yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. We we had a lot of it's fun, fun with this. Yeah, yeah, I can talk through, and, and I'm not missing anything. You have to have the right attitude, right? You know, and I will, and I will recommend to anybody listening if you've made it this far, you poor thing, um, <laughs> that if you do want to watch this, watch it on Shutter, watch it with Joe Bob. It was in his original marathon because before the show. The commentary, the, the commentary and the trivia that he has with this is fucking great. Yeah. You know, I mean, he dives into the whole waterbed fucking like uh, waterbed I mean, sluts. Let's <laughs> let's let's face it. If anybody has ever tried to have sex on a waterbed, it's <laughs> you have to find the wave. It's working, are, it's working against you. Right. Waterbeds right. are so evil. I never had sex on a waterbed. But I, my, um, you know, uh, when I got pregnant with my daughter uh, when I was in college, I, you know, moved away from my abusive boyfriend at the time, went through my pregnancy alone. And my biological father thought it would be a really cool, comforting thing on my back to have a waterbed. Now, the bigger I got, and I had a giant, and she was 10 pounds. So it was hard not only to get into bed, but then I had to get out of bed. And when you're Ooh. pregnant, you can't roll onto mm-hmm. your stomach. And your, no. your tits hurt so bad anyway. You, you, there is no comfort. And in a waterbed, I was like, this is a device of torture. Yeah. This is a device <laughs> of torture. <laughs> as, as, a, as a child of the 80s, um, I think it was the late 80s, early 90s that my mom finally got me a waterbed because I'd wanted one because I thought, oh, my God, they're <laughs> so cool. And that's how I found out. You that and I your get... cousin because your cousin had one and she popped it. That's how I found out I get seasick. <laughs> because I would wake up clinching the side of the fucking waterbed because it just any movement would cause that weight, that rocking motion. And I would I would wake up and feel like I was going to get sick. And yeah, it didn't last long. My mom I and mean, we didn't have a lot of luxuries growing up. We were very poor, but like it was so cool if you got to go and lay in mom's room because she had this giant waterbed in the 80s. And we, my brothers and I like to just like fuck around that waterbed and it was heated. So it was like, I could turn on MTV and the, we had our, cause we didn't have central air. I grew up without central air. That's why I'm so obsessed with air conditioning, but um, we were poor, poor. And so she had an air conditioning unit in her bedroom, a TV with, and it had MTV and this fucking heated waterbed. It was like the fucking, I was like, she's a fucking pimp, man. This is badass. And <laughs> When I grew up, I was like, oh, my God, that was so trashy. Yeah, but, but then I saw Nightmare on Elm Street 4 and Joey in the waterbed, and I was Ooh. like, "Yeah, I don't yeah. know if I want to do this anymore. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> definitely a boner killer. 
<laughs> yeah. Definitely, definitely. Uh, Good night, folks. Yeah. So we, there's, <laughs> a, there's a part we haven't talked about yet, and, and I'm talking oh. about the kung fu instruction instruction. Yeah, with Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee, which Bruce is uh, amazing because he's. He, I guess the producer was also doing martial arts movies, mm-hmm. yeah. and he was a Bruce Bo- Bruce exploitation actor. When Bruce Lee died, they had all these people try to do. Yeah. Stuff. Bruce Apparently, Lye, there's Bruce a Lye. documentary on that that's out. Bruce lies in it, and Bruce Lee, and he talks about pieces in it. So I'm excited to hear what he has to say about. weird, man. That's it's like such no a reason. random scene because, like, he, you know, you just get this kung fu little moment, and right. then he's laying on the ground, and you think he's dead, and he's just like, "Oh, well, I'm not." And bye. Yeah. Yeah. Something I Bad chop suey. So wrong. Yeah, he, he was racist. one of the um, the, <laughs> yeah. um Bruce's and the, the clones of Bruce Lee that that yeah. um Bruce exploitation film. So yeah, I think he would. Would, he, would Joe Bob say he was Bruce number two? Yes. <laughs> but Dragon <laughs> Lee was Bruce number one, and he was the white one. And, yeah. <laughs> I think the best uh, Bruce exploitation actor's name was Bronson Lee. Bronson Lee, yeah, mm-hmm. that's like such a cool name. I wish I were Bronson Lee. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, Bronson, you're automatically yeah. cool because I think of like Death Wish and shit yeah. with Charles Bronson. Yeah, that's your new name now. And, hey, and you know, um, I, I, when I think of Charles Bronson, I also think of House of Wax because that was one of his earliest roles. Was the yes, we watched that in House of Wax. Yeah, that movie is a that is my favorite Vincent Price film. Yeah, it is a, it's a great film. Classic, and Lily Munster is in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's hot as fuck. Hot as fuck. And yet we're talking about pieces. Yeah, no, I don't want to talk about House of Wax. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can add it to our schedule. I will not do the Paris Hilton one. You cannot. You'd have to put a gun to my head, and even yeah. then, I might choose death. Well, well I'm going to say too. right now, I'm giving it ten if we do it. <laughs> well, I just told you it's my favorite Vincent Price film, and that's a that's that's some heavy work. Yeah, that, right? That's something, right? That's I'm adding it to our suggestion list right now. Yeah, I love House of Wax. God, yeah, that was, film. I think, Charles Bronson's first role was the assistant in that. Um, and his and name was Igor. I do believe that, he was called. He was Igor. Every assistant but, in a, in an old horror movie was named Igor. Igor. We watched um, Son of Frankenstein, the one with Basil Rathbone, and yeah. and uh, what's his Bella? Bella is in it as Igor. Yeah. yeah, well, at that point, Bella was taking anything he could get. That that's what I was reading. That later, yeah, that in that one, he was like two fucks Internally for Bella. Bella. A year, a year and a half between j- gigs, so he was like, "I'll take it." Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> he did a great I got, job. I got about, my that's a good and formaldehyde and mm-hmm. poor Bella, poor fucking yeah. Bella. You know, Carlo, sidekick. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, they they do day for night shots or this timeline in this fucking movie, dude. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Out, outside dark, inside bright light. Um, continuity. Uh uh-uh. yeah. uh. I like to say for Mystery Science Theater, continuity. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh. Well, and the and the killer goes around looking like some sort of like comic book character, almost like Dark Man. <laughs> the shadow yeah, like yeah. right. when, we, when yeah. we were watching this. With v like the Vendetta. yeah, he's got like the fucking uh, fedora, the fedora yeah. on with the Chris, scarf around the face. Yeah, you can only the see it almost looked like a like a, a cardboard cutout. 
Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Use some spy versus spy. Now, I know but when then, all the close-up shots and stuff is the director. Yeah, but then you'd see like the 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 shadow silhouette with the chainsaw, and he's holding it in like that phallic manner where the yeah, chainsaw is very like, much a phallic thing. No. This movie had the potential to be good. It really it did. did. It it's no. only someone else. <laughs> I love it just the way it is. And Joe Bob also says something really fucking hilarious um, on on his commentary. He's like, it's it's really hard to take all these actors who are great actors and make them look like they can't act. Like, that's a skill. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they all pretty much phoned it in. Yeah, and, yeah, and there was people that were probably like, what the fuck is, is the script, man? What the hell? This treatment that we're working with. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then well, once I'll the watch- Georges found out, Linda Day, George, and Christopher George, who did a lot of films together, once they found out that, because they thought it was like a detective murder mystery thing, mm-hmm. once they found out how gory it was, they wanted their names removed. Um, I think Linda Day George uh, got at least the George removed. And so she yeah, just she did. Linda it's Day. Just Linda Day. <laughs> Christopher George, he was kind of stuck, I guess. but and Linda Smithy. I think he had top billing. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, if he's you, done, if, he's done if I didn't know, quite a if few I didn't know that Christopher George wasn't George Siegel, I would thought he was George Siegel. He looks exactly <laughs> like George Siegel. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he does. Maybe I'm dating myself. Does anyone even know who George Siegel is? I know yeah. who George Siegel is. Yeah. George Siegel was in the original yeah. um, Fun with Dick and Jane with Jane uh, Fonda. Mm-hmm. That movie, I'm sorry, I mean, I don't mean to digress, but that is a funny mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. And George Siegel was in Roller Coaster, which is a great uh, sort of 70s, late 70s conspiracy thriller mm-hmm. with Timothy Bottoms. As he's bombing roller coasters. I, yeah. I don't know. I'm saying George Siegel's been in some good shit. Yeah. Look. <laughs> and, and, and the guy, and he looks, and Christopher George looks just like George Siegel. Well, and he was also in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, which is a great, I mean, I like it when something is based on a play and it still feels like a play. You had um, some uh, wonderful performances from every single, like Sandy Duncan. You had uh, fucking uh, Elizabeth Taylor. You had Richard Burton. And it's like, you know, and they they got married three fucking times. So it, it they very much brought that energy to that. Here we are talking about better movies. <laughs> right. Which is easy to do because almost every movie. Yeah. But basically, all, everybody was up for an Academy Award for fucking um his raised virginia well because it's just a four person directly from the play it, it's very well done but i always think of him from that so yeah he's done better things um well he's done a lot of great things but so more people should know who he is but i think it's, it's people of a certain age or people who are into certain films from certain time periods would know who he is so i wanted to um Something funny about, uh, I, I picked the bastard quote, um, and I have my reasons for that. When we had Ben Scribbins from Fright Rags on the show, um, he was he was talking about how he was getting ready to do a pieces collection. And he was talking about their terror tweets, which they do on Saturdays, um, Fright Rags does. And their very first one they ever did was pieces. So pieces is like, you know, sacrosanct to them, basically. Like, they it's... It, the, uh, um, once a year at the same time of year, which was just recently, they do pieces. And he's like, we're doing this pieces collection. And I'm like, you know, are you going to do a shirt with bastard on it? And he's like, 
yeah, we need to do that. And um, I was like, but you have to have it, you know, the three times that she says it. And I'll be <laughs> goddamned, I have that shirt. I didn't wear it for whatever reason. I, I, I was too busy being excited about my new sleepaway camp tank top. But it does say bastard three times. And it kind of has the puzzle pieces. It's in blue. I'm like, he took my advice. Uh-huh. Very nice. Yeah. So, um, so I have that shirt. Um, when nice. I did that collection, it was right. It was. It was probably I don't know six months after he did our show. Um, but Ben's gonna come back up uh, soon <laughs> once we get to that point because I think we're just about at the point where where we're running out of material. There's not a lot. <laughs> had any material to begin with honestly oh. like, <laughs> i did it on my day off and it was so like boring to me that i fell asleep halfway through and took a two-hour nap with the cats yeah, and remember when we did to play with dead things and i was really struggling with that movie i was like well just just know that we're doing pieces soon and then i guess we'll be equal we'll be even <laughs> Because <laughs> I had already planned pieces, and we it, was, it had already been on the schedule for a while. So I was like, well, "When we get the pieces, uh, I'm going to get my just desserts." Because um, one, everybody can tell me, "Wow, this movie really, really sucks, Candy. Why did you make us talk about this movie?" Because uh, I felt that way. Like children shouldn't play with dead things. Felt like it was eight hours long. <laughs> it's, it's not. <laughs> and it felt so long and everybody's like oh but the payoff was but, great i'm like it wasn't but it wasn't you know what I, I will say i will say that i don't think either of them are like fantastic movies no <laughs> but they are a lot of fun yeah. yeah we were riffing um children shouldn't play with dead things you know riffing is such a, a fun and fine art um and it, it goes back to like i said we've, we've done a couple we've done two episodes now or volumes, as I put it, of, of where we connect uh, riff tracks and mystery science theater horror movies, and we talk about that on the show. And I think we tend to do of, that with every movie we watch. Well, yeah, but I mean, what we specifically, that was what the episode was about. And the last one, we really talked about loving a bad movie, like Birdemic, or something that has no redeemable quality. Suburban Sasquatch. Oh my god, that's a new one. You guys gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta see that one. That was some shit, man. Oh, speaking of which, the director of this film that we're talking about tonight, he directed Supersonic Man. Yeah, which is which is one of my favorite riff tracks. That's Cameron Mitchell makes a lot of appearances um, in Mystery Science Theater and Riff Tracks films. Yeah, Yeah, because he's Captain Santa Claus in uh, fucking Space (laughs) Jam. But Cameron Mitchell, back in the fifties, there was a a big ensemble movie. Um, you know, with uh, the famous ladies of the time, it was Marilyn Monroe, Betty Grable, and Lauren Bacall, the young newlywed Lauren Bacall. Uh, she had just married Humphrey Bogart, so she was like 20. But he is the romantic interest in that, Karen Mitchell. Good looking young man. Yeah, he was a good looking guy, yeah. And, you know, and then he went on to do shitty, shitty, <laughs> shitty movies. I'm like, you were in movies with fucking icons. What the fuck, man? The one thing I wanted to talk about in this real quickly is the scene where he, in in the movie we're talking about tonight, Pieces, where the killer gets the tennis player chick and she pees herself. Oh, yeah. That seemed a little unnecessary. I'm like, oh, we're going there now? But that was real. Yeah, that was real. Real pee. I'm sure it was, but... eh. That was real pee? That was real Mm -hmm. pee. She, She literally peed herself, and they filmed it, and he kept it. Yeah. 
Like, I, like on I'm purpose, sure, or was she actually scared? No, she was, she was actually, actually scared, scared because yeah. he had he had held the chainsaw so close to her yeah. that she that she pissed herself, and I they, was got, too. they got her on film, and they wow. used it. The that woman, um, if I remember correctly from the trivia, that woman was the wardrobe designer's daughter. Yeah, wow. and was not an actress. She was not an actress, but she no, wanted not an actress. But she wanted to be, so he decided to bring her in, and he kept pushing, like, no, 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 no. you should do this, but you should do it topless. And yeah. so she agreed to do it because she wanted to be in the film. It's like our first date. So then he ended up using her for another film, and again made her do it nude, and she started getting these casting calls for all these other films but only for nude scenes so so she eventually quit acting because that's all she was getting you got to be topless and you have to pee yourself <laughs> right right it's like being like a genre it's just a yeah. so i wanted to bring up the scene where we see the chicks doing the aerobics um <laughs> yeah. he wanted them to be completely nude and oh, the, the lady that was leading it was a real aerobics instructor and she's like hell no Hell no. So, right. so the ones that, because a lot of them had agreed that they would do it nude. Like, can you imagine that whole scene? They're just nude rolling around on wood. I'm like, I can, yes. I can imagine boots. it. Yes. Like, who wants <laughs> in that place? But, um, yeah. So the ones that did say that they wanted to, that they would do it nude, he wrote down their names. This guy's a fucking creep. Um, he wrote but down it's their America. Names. That's what they do in America. Mm-hmm. What about gymnastics? Um, but um, so it's like uh, he wrote down their names and used them for nude scenes later on in uh, some of his other crap. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking creep. He's a fucking. Creep. Yeah. I want to know the, the the tennis girl that we were just talking about. How? What happened to you to make you so fucking angry at marching band music? Did a marching band <laughs> kill your family? Like, like <laughs> and then. Put me on the flute where they touched you. Fucking music! Is this some witness people? Like her, her family got trampled in a parade, (laughs) and now she's out for revenge. (laughs) Her her reaction to the marching band music was pretty funny. She just flies into just a blind rage. Yeah, kill a motherfucker. (laughs) That would have made a better movie. (laughs) Yeah, she's just. I I'm still trying to get past it. That was real pee. Yeah, Yeah. that was real pee. (laughs) And he kept the and he kept that take. Like, oh, yeah, let's use that. You know, when I think of like, there, there are very few scenes and, and, and it tends for me to work in a serious film. Like, I think of like Last House on the Left, where he's 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 debasing the girls before he kills them. That's and he's like, which is it's a very uncomfortable movie, but he's like, piss yourself just to see mm. what they'll do. They're, they're fucking with them, you know, yeah. and and she does, you know, that works. Um, and because it's such a, an embarrassing, debasing thing, it's like it needs to be handled with the appropriateness. It's like, I don't know, like it, it wasn't funny to me. And, and, and of all the things that were funny, even unintentionally in this movie, that that part wasn't. Yeah. Well, I think about, you know, the best takes for a film. I mean, instantly go back to Day of the Dead with Joe, Joe Pilato when he actually passes out on screen yeah poor guy but when he's getting ripped apart but that take is so fucking good you know because he's doing exactly what you would do if you're getting ripped apart yeah like, you know? like exactly what he would do yeah, yeah. right right that's george romero man that's george romero yeah like yeah i mean even 
even doing your best acting, you weren't going to get that real. Like it added a layer to that yeah. that made it a hundred percent believable and a hundred percent satisfying because we hated that motherfucker. He's a motherfucker I love to hate. I love. I'm so sad. I'm so sad that I never I got hate him. that I never got to meet Joe Pilato. I would yeah. trade all three of my Tom Savini encounters for one Joe Pilato. Hey, Joe Pilato. Hey. I'll know, trade them in too. I know. I know some things about Joe Pilato that. Um, mm, <laughs> yeah. Because I, I was going on about it. Ben and I were talking one day. Uh, yeah. Ben from Fright Rags. We we talked about and um. We were talking one day and he told me some stories about Joe Pilato and he, and he, you know, Ben's the nicest guy in the world. So he's like, um, I, I know he didn't mean it like this, but he did this. And I'm like, he did what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't, I didn't yeah. want to know that. I didn't we'll, want to we'll know share, that. We'll share those off. Don't off meet your mind. heroes. They say. Mm. <laughs> right. I have been great. Which one? I've had Joey Fatone. Joey Fatone. And Devin Sowell. That's right. Well, Joey I met Fatone. when I met Joe Bob. He was everything I wanted and more to it, the encounter to be um, yeah. because he's so special to me that I was literally saying like, if this goes bad, it's gonna be it's gonna go down hard for me um, because yeah. he was so instrumental and just through letter writing and as a team uh, with me in helping me, you know, get better. I was really sick at the time um, with uh, you know agoraphobia and a lot of anxiety, and him writing me letters actually was instrumental in helping me get past my agoraphobia because I would yeah. go to the mailbox. But um, you know, I wanted I wanted to tell him that story. I wanted it to be good. And he was everything I wanted him more. Like it was it was meeting my hero in the best possible way. Nicest guy in the fucking world. Yeah. So, yeah. And sometimes and, you, you know, meet your heroes. But and, and, but and a lot of people have issues and and Dave, I know we've we've talked about this with with Tom Savini that he's gruff. <laughs> um I've always had great encounters with Tom. We've had great encounters with him. But I, but I have heard other people's stories that, that he's very, I mean, clearly he can be a dick. I I will admit that he's never been. We were at that con. We were at some con and we were talking to an artist, a guy, you know, an artist, artist. And and we just mentioned Tom Savini and he's like, Oh yeah. It's just like, (laughs) like it was, it's, it's, we were, Oh yeah. People. We were at Mad Monster when I met Devin Sawa and Dave abandoned me. And um, he was talking to this vendor who had a map of uh, Evan City and Monroeville and had mapped it out like it was like a 50s style map, but had like uh, night, dawn and day uh, locations on it. And uh, Dave happened to mention Tom Savini and the guy's whole demeanor. Changed. He's like, right away, he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I find that, you know, a lot of people have had really bad experiences with them. I'm not trying to take that away. I'm just yeah. trying to say, like, in my in, in defense of him, in my experience, he's always been nice. He thought it was hilarious when I uh, hockey checked Sean out of the picture. Yeah, real funny. Real fucking funny. He thought I, it was, was funny. Did you see a look on his fucking face? That. He was like, yeah, this chick wants me. Laugh I've got the it. WGON tattoo on my forearm, and I thought at least that would impress him. He couldn't give it a fuck. He's like, yeah, whatever, next. Yeah, like, dude, I got a tattoo from Dawn of the Dead <laughs> on my arm. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. John Amplis was funny, too, when we said something. John, John Amplis was, was a real John treasure. John Amplis was a doll. He was he a He was a treasure. I, I, I was out smoking and talking to him. Like, we, we, we fucking bonded, man. Yeah, John Amplis was great. So but I guess we need to, him. like, at this point, divert back to pieces because we got to do we do we we got to put that final pubic hair piece in this puzzle. Um, that was the last piece we put in. <laughs> um, so do, 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 do some research. Funny. 
doing some research on this about Christopher George. I was reading about Christopher George. Apparently, uh, when he was in the Marines, he had to bail out of an airplane that was on fire at one time. Wow. So that's pretty impressive. And uh, he is, uh, Vanna White is his niece. Those are the oh, two things I found about I found about yeah, Christopher George. No kidding. He had wow. to jump out of an airplane that was on fire. For real. And wow. he's a real like And he still made this movie. <laughs> he, but, you know, he was in City of the Living too. Dead, so but and so was uh Linda Day George. I mean they they always She had to jump out of an airplane together. that was on fire. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean like she was in that movie. Um, she wanted to they, bail. They did uh, movies together, and I thought that was really sweet. And then yeah. once he passed away, she stopped making she, movies. She quit acting, yeah. Is yeah. she still alive? Oh. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, and one more one more thing. I, I And researching this, the, I didn't realize this, but in the opening scene with the little boy, apparently he is uh, singing the Humpty Dumpty song to himself. Yes, yes, yes. Which, uh, which you know, in retrospect is interesting, you know, considering the, the plot of the film, so... Yeah, all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't yeah, put Humpty couldn't back put my, yeah. Oh, yes, <laughs> Linda Day is still alive. Uh, I thought she was, but get her on the show. Right and she remarried. <laughs> yeah, but I just I thought it was like you know how it's like anywhere you can find Dave, you can find me. I love little cute things like that. So like anywhere you could find Christopher George, you could find Linda Day George. You know what I mean? Like it, right. <laughs> it was very cute that they. George they, they did these um they did this career together yeah, like as, as day the of the couple. animal oh, grizzly. Yeah. he was in grizzly he was in grizzly yeah. yeah which is a great bad movie mausoleum yeah i mean and and with bad movies what makes a great bad movie is just up to you know i the beholder i think this is a great bad movie because it's so yeah. the only thing that it's adept at is being bad yeah you know, it's just the only good thing about it is that it's it's it, it's good at being bad. And it's exactly what you think it is. It's exactly what you think it is. And I just it's a, I love taglines. I mean, it's no, you know, who will survive and what will be left of them, which is one of my other favorites. But, you know, or, you know, sleep kills or anything like that. It's it's exactly what you think it is. It's, it's I love that. I, I yeah. like the other tagline for it too, where you don't have to go to Texas for a chainsaw like massacre, right. yeah. Yeah. which is very clever. Which yeah. is yeah. very clever. I mean, they, you know, they put a lot more effort into the advertising <laughs> posters, the artwork, the taglines, mm-hmm. and they did it to the whole fucking movie. Yeah, they say if you're gonna <laughs> steal, steal from the best. Yeah. 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 It's the sincerest form of flattery. <laughs> also. Just we thought it was safe to build a puzzle. That's another great tagline. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, just made that up. I made that up. Well, That's I a like good that. one. I like that, you know, um, because uh Darcy or Diana, um on The Last Drive, and she is such a huge fan of this movie, um, that they actually make the puzzle. Um, like there's these companies that make these like intricate horror puzzles and stuff. They they make the pieces puzzle. And somebody gifted it to her on the air, and it was really cool. I'm like, and it was like something like a thousand pieces. I'm like, fuck you, no, you're gonna get like, you know, one, you know, twenty fifth of an areola part. Like, you know, Jesus Christ, <laughs> you know, I don't know. But so, are are we good on 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 everything we've had to say about this movie till our reviews? Because I want to share some other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I got some stinkers, so let's uh, let's get this some, ball rolling. I've got some fan reviews, so I'll do those first. Um, and I got kind of a 
a special edition one too. So I'll save that one for last, but I reached out on social media um, on Instagram and Twitter um, asking about pieces. And here are some of the responses that um, you lovely listeners gave. Um, La, I don't know how, Label, Labelana, whatever. I, I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. Winters says, one of my favorite films, heart emoji. Um, Larry said, uh, we'll see Thursday. But <laughs> <laughs> um, two guys on Friday podcast says, it sure grabs you at the end. My Ugh. comment back was, I see what you did there. That is another <laughs> great tagline for the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Half Price Horror says, never has there been a film with a more perfect slogan. It truly is at every turn exactly what you think it is. Um, on it was a Insta- half price budget is what it was. Yeah, yeah. On Instagram, uh, the Rotten Report, uh, uh, another horror podcast, uh, said it's a bloody good time. I love this one. Um, and, uh, I asked Ben if I could, you know, if he had a special quote, if Ben Scribbins, big, you know, like we were talking about the terror tweets and all that, um, knowing that he's such a huge fan of pieces, I said, well, would you like to go on record on the house that screams with what you would like to say about pieces? And he told me I adore pieces. I was late to the party on it. I think the first time I saw it was about 15 to 17 years ago, but I've seen it dozens of times since then. It's all just sorts of bonkers shit crazy that works and has pretty much everything I want in a film. That's Ben Scriven's Fray Rags. All right. Well, thank you, Ben. And thank you, everybody else. Um, thank you so much. We love interacting. I, I've got some uh, pretty shitty reviews. Crystal, you <laughs> want to start us off? Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, as always, um, Rotten Tomato scores, the critics gave this 43%, and the audience a little more generous, 51%. Um, starting us off, Riley, he says, I want to give this half star, but also five. Also, this is some of the worst fucking dubbing I have ever seen. He probably and hasn't I, seen enough Italian horror. <laughs> yeah, but the dubbing in this was pretty bad, so I'll, I'll give him that. They, um, they, they are better at dubbing sometimes, except for in House by Cemetery <laughs> in Italian. Uh, blame Kita coming in hot. Watching this felt like torture. I cannot express with words how badly made this is. And if I continue elaborating, I might get arrested. Ah. I wish I wish this movie was a person so I could kill them. This, <laughs> this person needs a friend. Like, real yeah. Bad. yeah, they need to it go does. touch grass. It does. It, it's a blame Kita on Letterboxd, Larry, if you want to seek him out and no. friend him. No, so I will not. No. <laughs> Love that. Um, no. <laughs> Elijah says, I hate this movie. I hate it so much. That's all I can even say about this movie. It's not good. It's not good at all, actually. There's not a single redeeming quality about this movie. It sucks. It sucks so much. Michael, uh, one of the stupidest movies I've ever seen. I'm mad. 
Okay. <laughs> that was amazing. That was amazing. He's mad. Um, Anias, uh, particularly shit presentation of women. And and True. I'll agree with that. Sluts. I'll agree with that. Waterbed sluts. All of them. Um, Haloween says, saw this at the drive-in, and by the end, I was laying at the exit hoping to be run over. <laughs> Dude, I would kill to see this at a drive-in. What's wrong it, with this person? It would be great to see this at a drive-in. Holy shit. Um, LeBron James, um, very, very succinct. Uh, all he says is small titties. <laughs> uh, Jed Schaefer, Candy, I picked this one for you. You might, you might enjoy this one. Okay. Jed Schaefer, he says, take Friday the 13th, part five, remove all the camp and awkward silliness and self-aware stupidity. Leave nothing but a bad mystery, an almost pornographic focus to nudity, and a cynical attitude towards its victims. Now make it for half the budget of a local mattress store commercial, and make it dubbed, but not all the time. There, I just saved you 90 minutes. (laughs) That was pretty fucking on point. Yeah, not wrong. Uh, All Zero says, it's bad in every way possible. I'm not sure what they were going for, and they absolutely nailed it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's perfect. That is perfect. Uh, Thornton Cash, another 80s B-horror film, except this one fucking sucks ass. Fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, Erica says fuck this movie to death forever tonight. Yes, she thing. does. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, Tree. Uh, Erica, you may feel this one. He says, fuck this shit, man. Guys getting their dicks ripped off by a dead body pieces made woman that somehow came to life and boobs everywhere. Fuck this. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty good one. That was great. But you know what? And and I will say going through uh, all the reviews, looking at these and trust me, guys, I spend days scouring the internet just for these shitty reviews days <laughs> and there are there are a lot of people that love this movie there are um i was gonna say um on on um imdb it's got a 6.0 out of 10 right which is which is higher than the prowler which i enjoyed a lot more than this the prowler actually uh makes sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't love the Prowler, but I would definitely watch it over this one because it is coherent. <laughs> I just think this movie's fun. Yeah, it is. It is fun. It can be fun, you know. Especially the more ine- ine- inebriated that you are. Yes, life in general. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I guess I will go to my review. Um. I wasn't too far off from the IMDb. I, I'm giving a 6.5 out of 10 uh, pop balls. Um, Damn it, you stole mine. Gonna, huh? You stole mine. I, I had it first, bitch. <laughs> I told you all I had written down was the date, the name, my quote, and my rating. Yeah, I know. So, eat my ass. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's a different movie. Uh, that's the human centipede. Okay. Um, which we will never do because no. 
I don't, I don't like that. Um, anyway, <laughs> we got to draw a line somewhere. I'm, watch, I'm talking about pieces, but I'm like, I won't do the human centipede. As long as anyway. I can be in the middle of the human centipede, I'm, I'm good. Oh, no. <laughs> the full experience. <laughs> yeah. first. So, um, with 6.5 out of 10 pop balls, this, this movie's really fun um, because it's so incompetent that you're absolutely amazed that this movie even got made and mm-hmm. it's barely even made. It's like, it, it's like the, I always call it like, you know, slowing down to look at the car wreck, whether you want to or not, you, you're curious, you know, and it has, uh, it has enough to pull you in, you know, they, they definitely spent all the budget on marketing. And I think the marketing is pretty fun for this. It's exactly what you think it is. I mean, that's a ballsy thing to say, like, uh, and you know what? It is exactly what you think it is. <laughs> whatever it is that you're thinking, yeah, it's that. Um, you think it's good, it's that. You think it's bad, it's that. You think it's ex- exploitation, it's that. Uh, you think it's bad, definitely, it's definitely bad. I, I gotta keep stressing that. I don't want anybody to mistake the fact that I might think this is possibly good. I know it's, I know it's bad. It's, uh, it's definitely just. Uh, I like to make fun of it when I watch it. Um, I like the nonsensical ending. I'm like, you watch this movie for the ending because for no particular reason, you want that guy's balls and, and dick to get mangled. <laughs> and he's not even a bad person. And and there's no supernatural into it. And, you know, of all the people, why that guy? Why not? Why not? Why not? Because <laughs> fuck not? him, that's why. Because fuck him, that's why, exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's, it's I, I like the ending, even though, I don't, I'm not crazy about like, the ending. I don't know how to explain it. I'm like, <laughs> I basically can't defend this movie. And I just wanted to like have a, a movie where we can talk about how shitty it is with, with, you know, for me, affection. It's, it's definitely a lot of affection. People, this is a cult film for a reason. So just like Birdemic is a cult film for a reason. The Room is a cult film for a reason because it's so fucking bad that you can't look away. It's so inept that you have questions that are never going to be answered by the thinnest water plot. Um, you know, whatever plot there might be. There, there are definitely pieces of a plot. See what I did there? <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got a million bad jokes. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I'm about the, that's Price is Right music. Isn't yeah. it? Did I get my, my, my answer wrong? You, you got it. No, you, you, you got it. But yeah, so I, I, I'm sorry but not sorry that I subjected everybody to it. I think it's a movie that you should at least see once, you know, as a horror fan, just so, you know, when it comes up in conversation and it will, when you're in a horror con or somebody, there's going to be at least one piece of fanatic at every fucking horror con you go to. There's going to be somebody that fucking loves this movie. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's so uh, infamous that, you know, I, I feel like it, it was just sort of like, well, if you haven't seen it, you have now. And now you can be part of the discussion when it doesn't matter what side that you're on. And uh, Juan P. Gare Simon, like, Ian Sarah, he's just not it. He's not a hot guy. And in both movies that you cast him as sort of the hot, you know, fuck boy. Uh, I just don't know if, 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 if he was Juan P. Gare Simon's fuck boy because he's not selling me on that. <laughs> I hate his face. And he's the guy in um, Quad People, you know, uh, Mystery Science Theater fans are always like, it stinks. He's that guy. And yeah. you know what? His acting, it stinks. 
yeah, I, I don't, I don't really. I mean, I'm just going on and on about how good, bad this movie is. It's a uh, there are movies. I'm usually the person when you watch a film in my house that, as much as I love mystery, science theater, and riff tracks, I don't like people talking during movies. I like to get engrossed. This is a movie unless it's her, watch. unless it's her talking through the movie, then that's okay. I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> are you talking through my review? Oh, um, my bad. Sorry. Mm-mm, yeah. Um, but um, so there are some movies like this where I, I can, I think it's fun to talk through the movie. It helps you. It's a coping skill to get through this movie. I'm on the satellite <laughs> of love and I'm getting through this movie and I'm having fun and, and I'm telling like the best jokes and I'm having just a great time. So definitely a party movie and uh, you know, whatever it's pieces, 6.5 out of 10 pop balls. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm gonna I'm gonna one up you, Candy. I'm gonna give you a, give it a seven out of ten Frankenhooker. Um, the cops in this are fucking dumb, and the movie in itself. There's so many fucking like like plot holes and like just I half the time I didn't know what the fuck was going on. But the saving grace in this for me was the special effects. I thought the gore in this was great. Um, I thought they did a great job with it. Um, the the acting in it, fucking half the time it blew. <laughs> and, you know, your, your fuck boy was... I, I didn't... There wasn't anything redeemable about him. And he would be considered the main character in this and i didn't find anything redeemable redeemable about him not I even his penis i didn't know his penis was redeemable. <laughs> and were it, you measuring and I, it up immensely in your head i mean you guys like worry about maybe <laughs> maybe but you know it was i didn't care when he got his his junk ripped off like that whole ending, that last 20 seconds, it was just like such a mind fuck that you're just like, what? Like, like not only did you not set me up for this Frankenhooker, you know, amalgamation that the killer put together, but like, it was clear, like when the killer, so spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen this yet, if you've made it this far, you're fucked. Um, when the Dean is on top of him with the fucking knife and the cop comes in and shoots him, it's clearly just a red marker dot on his forehead. Yeah. They don't even right? try to hide that. And that's, and, and the, the thing that killed me about this was that some of the, the gore scenes in this film were so fucking good. And then you get to the climax and it's like, there's two shots, one where he gets shot. And then one where he's just laying there already had been shot. And it's just a fucking like marker dot. Like they took like a bingo stamper and just stamped him like right in the middle of the fucking head. (laughs) And it's like, dude, you guys missed such a fucking opportunity with this. Like you were having this crazy ass fucking like climax of an ending. These huge twists at the very end, you could have fucking like went all out. Can I can I jump in for one second because I forgot something that was Edmund um, Purdom and I was like I just saw him in a, a really shitty movie that I didn't even want to finish a, you know that was also bad and I was trying to figure out what it was Joe Bob at Christmas time did don't open till Christmas right fucking in that yeah that's a worse movie than pieces yeah and and to that extent I was also going to say um, if you remember Phantom of the Mall. 
Ah. Yes. I, do. I think uh, that's a worse movie than this. Yeah, Eric's Revenge. Oh, yeah, Polly Shore in it. Fuck my life. So that was that was going to be my little Joe Bob connection that that I thought Phantom of the Mall was was worse than this. This isn't a horrible movie. We've done some horrible movies. Right? Our zombies. Video dead. Um, <laughs> we we've done so we've done some some stinkers, and this one stinks. Right, it stinks, but I don't think it's a stinker. Um, I have fun with this. I see why people enjoy it. You know, I mean, the but they, it was like what three hundred thousand dollar budget for this film, that's and, not. and and it's but you know, filmed in, filmed in Spain, supposed to be Boston. You know, it's it's his idea of what america's like you know we all fuck on waterbeds it's true you know so like the worst thing ever it yeah but yeah i i digress i'll leave it there seven out of ten frankenhookers okay um who would like to go next Uh, (laughs) it's um i guess i'll go um yeah, yeah, it's true. I have seen worse movies, but I still never want to see this again. <laughs> I think the the only time this season I felt um, angrier and more bored watching a movie was when we covered Deadly Friend. Um, and I can't remember. Yeah, I can't even remember the the not the score I gave that one. Was it? I don't remember if it was two out of ten. I don't know. I, I wish I knew so I could know that I could just give this one just one star more for maybe just having something mildly more interesting going on, but not by much. Um, I'm going to give this three out of 10 waterbeds and I'm only scoring it that high because yes, there are worse things. And because there are some like decent special effects in this and that's all. That's fair. That's fair. Um, okay, who would like to go next? Okay, I'll go. Shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, four to ten, Leslie Nielsen's, Leslie Nielsen's, Leslie Nielsen's. Um, I don't know. This movie's fine. I guess I'm glad I got to see it. It's, it's, it is a movie where you need to like be drinking with friends to enjoy it fully. You can play a good drink. Otherwise, you're missing out on the ridiculousness of it. It, it, it veers between like the ridiculous and the sublime. It's just, and then the ending makes no sense at all. It's, I, I, I think seriously, I think they saw Maniac and Carrie, and they're like, we need to have like an arm shoot up and you know rip his balls off, like in, like in those two. Uh, it just, I don't understand why that ending needed to be that way. Um, mm-hmm. and the gore was good. It was you know for its time, it was pretty gory. Uh, which is always fine, and a lot of boobs. A lot of boobs. We said there was an odd number of boobs. Nine. Nine, nine boobs. boobs. Okay, Technically, Joe and... Bob said there are eleven, but he doesn't count dead boobs. Oh, okay. I just hate yeah, when so, there's an odd number of boobs. It, it throws me off. I, I'm always glad to watch any movie once, and I'm always glad to never have to watch that movie again. <laughs> yep, I've said it better myself, honey. You done? <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. Um, I'm going to give it four out of 10 marching band mafias. Um, it, it's a movie and it has a penis in it, 
Um, it does. <laughs> it's it it's different. Um, I would say if you want to watch it, watch it. Um, if, especially if you've made it this far and you're curious. Uh, I I don't think I talked about it earlier, but all the close-ups on the shoes of the killer made me think of Scream. Yeah. Because uh, they, they do that, too. And then at one point, it aggravated me, and I, I said something to David about it. The, the killer had black shoes the whole time, and in one scene, they're brown. I paid more attention to the killer's shoes than the story, people. <laughs> well, there wasn't I, much story, honestly. No, but it had more plot than Magic Mike. So, I mean, I've got to give it something. <laughs> um, <laughs> more plot, but less dick. It, no, actually, this had more dick than this Magic Mike. This had more Mike. dick than Magic Mike. It did. Look at that. So, that's two. That's half of my score right there. Um, Not much so, dick, but more dick than Magic Mike. Yes. <laughs> so, four out of ten marching band mafias. <laughs> uh, so... I think it's my turn, right? Let's hear it, Larry. <laughs> no. Uh, so I thought about this today, and bear with me here. I feel like this is a Spanish slasher 10, which is actually an American slasher 6. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of converted it down. And I guess I'll just add random Bruceploitation actor. <laughs> American, American Perfect. Hong Kong yeah. Bruceploitation. That was Six bizarre. From a Spanish slasher ten. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. You can't really cr talk too critical about it, other than uh, get some pizza, preferably really shitty pizza, a bunch of friends, beer, no beer, soda, soda, whatever, and just have a good time. Especially do it at four in the morning when you're all loopy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know this is this is one of those films that I could definitely see having a good time at a drive-in or watching it with a bunch of people, you know, and everybody just kind of goofing off and laughing and having well, a good time. That's what we were doing. Right. Yeah. yeah but it's you know, like, like you're missing anything, any dialogue right. or anything. But like, you know, in a, in a setting, like, I don't know, like I've never been there, but like say it like an Alamo draft house. I or, wish we had one here, but right. I do too. But but, you know, with a bunch of people that's, you know, even if it's just all strangers, everybody's seeing it for the first time, just kind of, you know, goofing off, enjoying yourselves. Um, you know, I mean, I could I could see this paired with like a, you know, Phantom of the Mall type movie or, you know, something. What about Don't Panic, which is also a Spanish. Film. Yes. But you do have Screaming Mad George on effects there. Yeah. And that's mm -hmm. that's a bonus. That's definitely I love screaming Mad George. I'd have my penis out for that too. So <laughs> Well, I just made it weird. Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I was I it was worked. doing something I off like the side here. <laughs> um Well, um I I really appreciate you guys uh going through this movie with me. Um It was a journey. It, it, yeah. it was it was a journey. I'm, it was I'm fun. Like, it, it's and it's it's a lot more fun to talk about as well. I mean, it's definitely a social kind of movie. If you're doing this solo, it's going to go down hard. Or you know, it's fun to talk about. It's fun to make fun of. It's fun to watch with other people. It's 
It's a very social movie. And it's definitely one that is beloved or hated, but still, you know, revered in its own sort of way in the horror community, especially when you get into people like us who who watch horror like nonstop, basically. Yeah. Um, one of us. One of us. It's, exactly. It's, it's no sledgehammer. Oh god, Sledgehammer, I I fucking I hated everyone what on What was Earth. the other one? Erica likes things. Oh things. Oh god, yeah. things. Completely oh, god awful film, but I actually would rather watch this than than I'd rather watch things than pieces, honestly. But I do promise listeners and all of you, um, I try to keep everybody updated on the schedule. Um, we had to cancel Phenomena originally, but we will be getting to do Phenomena finally. Um, because I was thinking yeah. last time. Um this is allergy season for me, and I was very sick at the time. Um, so you can hear it in my voice. That's why I couldn't do my bastards very well tonight. But uh, we will be finally doing that. Um, we're doing some more Texas Chainsaw Massacre things. Um, and uh, a, a lot of movies that we've mentioned recently, um, as shows come out, you'll you'll hear them mentioned. Uh, I don't want to oversell anything, but... Uh, yeah, so we've, we've got some fun stuff coming up to make up for the torture of pieces, movies that are uh, actually good movies. Yeah, like Return of the Living Dead 3. <laughs> you mean two? <laughs> yeah, you mean one? Two. We you have mean, a kind of. You mean a, a five Necrotronic? No. Oh, God, no. No. <laughs> oh, God, no. We don't go past three. We don't go past three. Yeah, that's those, the rule. those don't exist. We stop, we stop there. Um, I stop at the three seas shells. <laughs> uh, <you know. laughs> um, work. But no, we have a friendly uh rivalry about like three or two. Um, because we obviously we Sean and I agree on Return of Living Dead, that's his favorite horror movie, but um and that was one of the few that got the perfect score from mm-hmm. us, the rare perfect score on the house of screens from everybody. I think it was our very first one we ever that all of us gave ten. Yeah. Um that and the thing. Well, yeah, I mean, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, oh, yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so, so there are quite a... Um, it, it's a short list. But anyway, so, but I prefer Return of the Living Dead 2, and he prefers 3, and we kind of friendly bicker over that. Um, so those, we're going to be doing those back-to-back anyway. Um, what else was I going to fucking say? Um, oh, promo. Um, we'll just go ahead and do plugs. I... Um, a lot going on with Final Girl Cosmetics, sort of, um, we're working on it, uh, getting some things out uh, to you. That's finalgirlcosmetics.makeup, uh, me and Erica, um, just trying to uh, put our heads together and make some things happen right now um, for the company. Also, uh, you found us now, and please find us again. Uh, we have a link tree. It's link tree slash candy final girl. I do all of our social media. You can... Um, best reach me if you're interested uh, with questions or want to, you want to be on the show or anything else that's on Twitter at house underscore screams or on Instagram at candy, the final girl. Also uh, check out ghouls magazine because uh, I have two featured member content only um, amazing articles coming out month of June. Um, I don't know when this episode will drop, so it may be, you know, I'm sure they will already be out by that time. Um, so, but you will have to be a subscriber to the magazine to read those. Um, and well, what else? Uh, there's something else. I, I drank my drink too fast. <laughs> it's catching up to you. 
I, I took a Norco and I, I drank, uh, I drank oh. really fast. So like, oh. um, that'll do it. Yeah. Um, so my brain's a little fuzzy. Um, there's something else I wanted to plug. Um, more things. Uh, um, 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 um. Yeah, we have a Patreon and we, I've added some extra bonus things to the tiers. We only have two tiers. We have a $3 tier that will get you stickers. That will get you exclusive content. We're going to do some little mini videos. All of this will be contributing to that um, behind the scenes um, and things like that. We will mail you out stickers and, and all these things. And we would really, really appreciate it. Um, also, the $5 tier, you'll get all of that plus the video podcast. We record on video. We always have. And we pull the audio from it. We are releasing those videos now. Like Dolls is already out on Patreon. And it hasn't dropped an audio at the at the time of this recording. And it's been on there for like two weeks. Um, our Evil Dead Rise is on there. And you get to see how we interact because sometimes we have visual jokes or visual cues. And you see all of our pets and all that shit. Please support us on Patreon. $5 a month, you're going to get so much awesome shit. Or $3 a month even. You're going to get really cool shit. So. Or $10 a month and we'll give you Larry's OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> 11 so um yeah i'll pass that off well i just you know wherever you can find candy you can find me sorry crystal um but i just i just want to say like you know with the final girls cosmetics like the makeup is fucking phenomenal the colors are amazing um Mm -hmm. and they're they're working in like shower gels and bubble baths and some of the scents that she's run past me are fucking amazing um the uh elmer's blue juice smells like fruit loops and a new one called groovy and it smells like fabric softener and it is, is fucking it green amazing. it's it's actually um like a, a denim color yeah it's a denim and color <laughs> but it groovy. oh it smells amazing it and, smells like clean laundry, basically. Ooh, yeah, yeah, but there's, there's a, there's like a, uh, and trademark wise, we, we can deliciously, um, which is chocolate and birthday cake. Yeah, um, there's a, a Frankenhooker one that that is like uh, what is that? Strawberry banana. Yeah, but I'm changing it to a uh, black raspberry vanilla. Ooh, fucking a. Ooh, nice. And it's all formulated with shea butter, vitamin E. It's like decadent. And yeah. Super and she fuzzy. did. She did let me and she's her and Erica are, are the creative ones here. But she did let me name one. Um, I am a huge fan of Nog Champa. Right. And I don't know <laughs> if that's the the hippie. You know, weed smoking. It smells so. But soft. I love the smell of Nog Champa. I burn Nog Champa incense Relaxing. all the time. And she found a the Nog Champa scent, and she's going to make me some some shower gel. And I suggested gin from Ooh. Wishmaster. Wishmaster. And so we're gonna we're gonna roll with roll with the gin scent. So I, I just got my Nog Champa sent in today. So I'm gonna be um, I'm working on all these little samples. We're gonna have sampler packs of all of these things that, um, you know, will be available for purchase. And I'm just going to be sending them to you guys can be some more of my guinea pigs and just have some free cool shower gel and bowl bath. To yeah. Yeah. They smell, here. they smell amazing. And I feel clean. 
Oh, nice and clean, clean. <laughs> All right. Who else needs to do some plugging? Uh, hi. Hello. Hello there. I think I do. Uh, so anyway, you can uh, catch my podcast real early, R-E-E-L, uh, on all the major podcasts uh, formats. And I just dropped it during this episode, the show I recorded with Erica. And so you can get that now. And I've also done an episode with Candy as well. And I'm sure I'll get everybody on here at some point. You I love will, all I'm you sure. guys. Yeah, Larry's part of our family. Um, Absolutely. You know, the house that screams has big doors and we welcome, you know, people. I'm, I'm always adopting people in. Um, but Larry is, is in our group chat. So he's always in the know and uh, we support his show. It's a great show. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you guys. And anyone who has listened to my show, I appreciate it. If you want to learn more, you can go to linktree.com slash real early. R-E-E-L, you know, like a reel of film. I feel like somebody thinks it's real early, like R-E-A-L, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, check it out. Uh, there's, like I said, there's an episode with Erica out now. There's an episode with Candy. There's a lot of great, there's, there's 24 total episodes right now. So I know there's so much to do. But I promise it's only an hour of your time. <laughs> and it was, and it's, it's a really fun, chill show. I had a really good time doing it. And um, you've had some great guests. So I'm just so proud of you. Like, you know, I, I'm always so proud when you guys uh, are doing like other, you know, work and, and just uh, seeing you. Um, I know you've been doing people's podcasts for a long time. And I'm just really proud of you having your own show and it doing, you know, so well. It's a really great show. Thanks. I appreciate it. And a lot of it is because of you guys as well. You encouraged me to do it too, you know, because you guys, you and, and our, 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 uh, our boy, Rob. Yeah. Uh, are the two biggest people, two biggest cheerleaders I've had since the beginning. So I appreciate it. And so again, real early, have a listen. It's Spotify, all the good places. Yeah. Larry's uh, like, Larry's like, if these fucking guys can do it, I can fucking do it. Yeah. And he's right. And, it's, it's, it's a lot harder than it, I mean, you know, it's no, I'm starting to do more movie specific episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just a free form conversation, you know, and I learned a whole lot about people that I didn't know. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. The yeah, editing, nice the editing is the hardest more part. Than, yeah. yeah. I don't edit very much. I did edit out <laughs> six minutes of a conversation that I, uh, because just got a little too. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I will say when we first started, we, Candy and I, I were edit the shit we out were, of we were so anal. We wanted we wanted perfection. And so sure. we were going through and we were editing out all the ums and the uhs. Mm. And that's when Daniel and, was on the show and he had those really long dramatic. Yeah. And, so and, and I would edit the any, out. any clink of ice in Dave's glass, you know. And so it was like you, we would spend hours editing and now it's just like, you know what? My cat just fucking slammed into my microphone. I, you know what? Fuck it. And I'm going to be real with you guys. Our Patreon episodes. I just literally put the video on there. I don't, we don't, those are all, all of the Patreon stuff is completely unedited. Unedited. So like if, if, even if free conversation. Any of you it. just just keep in mind if any of you have like a nip slip or your Dave <laughs> Dave if, if you your recording? balls fall out of your shorts again, like <laughs> it's it's all there. 
<laughs> yeah, or too bad we didn't have it when my tits almost fell on my dress oh, when we did the Lord. creep show episode. <laughs> God, we'd be rich. Uh, not on my movies. No, nobody us. wants to see these That's movies. right. That's right. I think we're perfect the way we are. We are. Yeah. We're some we good-looking individuals. Horror, and I love that. All right. I've always said that we are a good-looking bunch. Well, I have great hair. Um, I just go with that. But um, Dave and Crystal, anything? Oh, did you? Oh, uh, no, nothing. <laughs> Anywhere you find Dave, you can find me. And, you know, if you support our Patreon, then you can request a song and rock band and we will play it for you. Absolutely. And they, they do some really big productions on rock band. It's pretty fun to watch. <laughs> we, we you can hear me yell at Dave. Uh, about how many notes I missed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and Erica. Oh, um, I would like to plug my cats because they're awesome. They are. Cats are awesome. And uh, other than that, uh, check out uh, Final Girl Cosmetics Makeup, and uh, please support our uh, Patreon for this podcast. Appreciate that. Yeah, we... We love all of you listeners and thank you for listening to us. And I just want to thank you guys for being here for watching this movie for me. Um, it was a lot of fun to talk about. And uh, that was a fun movie. Yeah. yeah. I was looking around trying to find BB. Um, I wanted I to show him. I just saw. BB I wanted to, to oh, I wanted to, I wanted to show everybody his balls because he's going to lose. Them. Oh yeah. BB. No. That's, that's probably why you can't find him. Not yeah. oh, like in pieces, but. Yeah, Monday is the day. Um, oh, so no. Get your ball goodbye, sir. BB loses uh, we, his BBs. Yeah, he's losing his BBs. They're like, do you need a cone? When I talk to the, the vet, she's like, do you need a cone? I'm like, oh, uh, with BB? Yup. We need yeah. a cone yeah. every day for BB. We, we need Maybe a lockdown device for BB. Uh, we could request that like, all the guys um, listening to the podcast hang their balls at half mass on Monday. Or... <laughs> 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 Yeah, uh, mine are always at half mass. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, sorry. But thank you guys so much. This has been fun, and I was having a tough day, and uh, being here always makes me feel better. And talking with all of you. Well, I hope we brightened it up for you. Wow. Yes. And all I right, love you guys. guys, and have a great night. And uh, looking forward to next week. We finally get to go to Phenomena. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, so our notes, that's right. All right. All right. Love you guys. Good Here night. Guys. Have a good Bye night. Guys. Bye. 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 Bye.